Welcome to the Faith Tabernacle Sermons Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Stevens. This week, Senior Pastor Randy Snow delivers a sermon entitled, The Family. Pastor Snow challenges the church through the story of Achan that in this new year, we must recognize the importance of family. Well, I felt like preaching to you this morning from the book of Joshua, chapter 7, verses 16 through 21. Joshua, chapter 7, verses 16 through 21. It was a new beginning. It was a new time. They had just moved into a new land. Praise the Lord. Joshua chapter 7, if you found it, say amen. Joshua chapter 7 and verse 16. Now here's what has happened. Is uh, they marched around Jericho in chapter 6. And when they marched around it on the seventh time, they shouted. And every man went straight, climbed over the rubble, went in. And Rahab the harlot. That's what, that's what she's, she's mentioned, all, Rahab the harlot. She is saved. Her and her family is all brought out, and she's added to Israel unto this day. There's descendants. What a decision. Oh, y'all, what a decision that one lady made that changed the destiny of her family. But in that same revival service, there was another man that made a decision and his decision, they turned around, they went right into war. When they went into war, they lost some men. And Joshua fell on his face before the Lord and said, Lord, what happened? Why did we lose? What happened here? And we're going to find out. He told him, this is what I want you to do. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes. And he brought the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought the family of Judah. And he took the family of Zarhites. And he brought the family of the Zarhites man by man. And Zabdi was taken. And he brought his household man by man. And Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And thus... And thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them. Behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Father, we thank you for your word in this brand new year that you've given to us. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us 
I pray you touch each and every individual this morning. Minister and move in this place in your name. Amen. God bless you as you're seated this morning. I want to preach to you this morning on the family. The first message of this year and a year of harvest on the family. I thank God for the family. You say, well, here I am. I'm a a single man. I have no family here. That's not true. Adima Chinobi, Oswaki. You are part of this family. You are part of the family of God. So while I'm preaching today, Celestin, I'm not talking particularly about your wife and child. I am talking about the family of God and your individual family. Brother Morris, you have an obligation, Julia, to your family. You have an obligation to that person in front of you. You have an obligation one to another, Brother David Collins. You are important in the family. Now the enemy will tell us that nobody knows whether we're here or whether we are not here. That is not true. You do not know it. Many of you are unaware, but there are 10 individuals and divided places in this auditorium where I have strategically placed individuals that write down names of people. Now that has changed somewhat since this past, but we try to keep up with everybody that is here. Sister Sam Cutsforth, if she's watching this morning, she called and said, Pastor, Pastor, I'm not going to be able to make it this morning. I have shingles. Pray for me if by chance you notice that I am not there. I try my best to notice even in the balcony if Katie is here or if she is not. I try to notice if, yes, you, uh uh-huh, Sister Miller and Sister Miller, Crystal Miller, yes, and I'm watching, but there's a God in heaven, Emily, that is watching and aware. And we think that we do not matter. We think that, well, nobody knows and I'm all by myself, but that's not true. See, all of, a, all of a sudden in the middle of a service, while we're sitting in a service, if Ryan sits there like a bump on a pickle, then Ethan's going to sit there like a bump on a pickle. But if one of them will start to lift up a hand and begin to rejoice, all of a sudden it starts to affect the one beside them. And so we have an obligation one to another as being a part of the family of God. If we sit there right now while the preacher's preaching and you're disinterested and you're playing on your phone, you're going to stand and give an account to God because the person beside you that needs to hear the gospel in a brand new year that is overcome, that is weary, that is weak, while you're sitting there playing on your phone, the enemy is distracting them by you not paying attention. So you need to understand that here I am in the house of God, the most important house, this side of heaven, and I must understand that I have an obligation not just to myself but to my family. To my family. What I say is important. 
How I act is important. Everywhere I go, I'm a representation of my family. Can I tell you how you dress or don't dress is a representation. How you speak is a representation. Now, I'm going to preach to you. Why, why, Brother Snow, what in the world? We got a brand new year? And you're going to start cleaning the clock? Yeah, because when the harvest comes in, I want it to be in a clean, proper place. Because there's folks that are coming in, hallelujah, and they don't need another show. They don't need good singing. They don't need somebody to sit in front of them, turn around, just give them a smile. They need somebody that is in tune with heaven, that has a power of the Holy Ghost flooding through their life, that knows what it is to lay hands and to pray for them, to call them in a time of need. The family. Now listen to me, it's just about home time. In Joshua, the Bible tells us here they had just moved into a new land, a new time, a new beginning. And all of a sudden, a man is called out. I've I, I preached from this before and I've never saw it till this week while praying and thinking about this message this morning when I read verse 16 and Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought the tribe of Judah. The tribe of Judah. Now when we think of the tribe of Judah, the lion of Judah, we think of Jesus coming from the tribe of Judah. We think of Judah. But from the tribe that Jesus was going to be brought from comes a man who brings iniquity in the house. The first thing, I, the family is the family name. The insufficiency of the family name, Judah was taken. I mean, Judah was considered the chief, the most powerful. He had a place of honor. He was in the center. He was close to the tabernacle. I mean, he had the richest of inheritance from Jacob. He was called the royal family. But you hear me? You hear me? No family is so high or has so much dignity or prestige that sin will not bring it low. I don't care who your daddy was. I don't care who your mama was. I don't care how long you've taught. I don't care what position you've had. I don't care when you graduated from school, how long you went to Bible school. I don't care what you ever did or who you ever came from or your long list of history or how long you've been a part of Faith Tabernacle. Sin will destroy you. Well, my, my, my dad, my dad, he pastored and he started churches. And, and uh, I've been in the way. I've been in the way since like 1976. Yeah, you've been in the way. I don't care who you are. Y'all ain't hearing me. A 
deacon said, I'm of the tribe of Judy. I, I, I just, I just kind of feel like he got to the place where he didn't feel like the rules applied to him. Now, when you get to thinking that the rules don't apply to you, you better look out, honey. I'm preaching to you about the family and in a brand new year and a year of harvest. I don't care how much God has blessed you. I don't care how good God's been to you. Friend, if you don't get down to business with the things of God in 20 and 21, the enemy will steal it all away from you. There are folks in 2020 that started out in this house. They didn't make it through last year and it wasn't because of COVID. They was here every Sunday. And now they haven't opened their Bible in months. They've got a warped opinion of the church, of me. They haven't prayed, but they know what they need to do. And some... Uh, help me, Jesus. You need to come back tonight to hear all of this. And somebody said something to them and hurt their feelings. This is a family. You know what? My wife has warped my feelings all over the house. But she is, and I made a commitment to her. So every time I get my feelings hurt, are my kids, my wonderful, holy three. Get out of here, don't you ever look back. I, I got to look this way. My son-in-laws have ticked me off. One of them in particular, and I'm not going to call his name because he just recently became a doctor. But every time we go to play golf, I can beat him in golf until... He starts talking smack and saying, you got a four on that hole. I know I didn't. I got a three. I three. No, you had four. I, Boy, I know how to count. I know I'm fit. And all of a sudden, then I realize he's trying to get me all worked up because when I get worked up, then I go, wow, and the ball goes, whew, and it's gone. And he's sitting over there going, hi, it worked. But I don't kick him out. I don't fight him. I don't wrestle him to the ground. How would that look on Sunday morning? Y'all ain't going to hear me now. I'm telling you, you are a part of the family of God. People are going to say stuff. They got a pie hole under their nose, and when they open it up, stupid stuff falls out of it. But you don't get mad. You don't kick them out. They're part of the family. We're on our way to God's heaven. Blessed are they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. How could he say that? Because I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up and 
I realize the tactic of the enemy is to get me sideways so I won't win. And I just laugh. You know what I do now? I say, you keep your score, I'll keep my score. Because I refuse to get frustrated. Because when I lose the joy of the Lord, which is my strength, all of a sudden, Achan thought the rules didn't apply to him. Achan said, I tell you what, I, you know, I'm part of the, I'm part of the tribe of Judah. Name. The insufficiency of your name. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care where you went to church, when you got saved, and under who's, who was preaching when you got saved. I don't care. I just want to know this morning that you are saved. You're pursuing after the things of God, and you're on your way to heaven. I'll never forget, I went to a wedding and in that wedding, Brother Harley Martin looked at Tammy while she was marrying a guy named Robert. And he said, Tammy, you're fixing to change your name from Martin to Hudgens. And you will either bring glory or you will bring honor to that name. I'll never forget it. I went, wow. You will either be a disgrace. I mean, he went on for a little bit about what you are going to bring to the Hudgens name. I'll let Robert decide on what she's brought to the name. I'll leave that up to Robert. You will either bring glory or shame to the name of the family. Aiken, can you imagine his grandpa? Oh, my goodness. What happened? My grandson, my great-grandchildren, they was raised right here in the shadow of the things of God. They saw the glory descend like a pillar of fire at night and a cloud by day they saw it. It was a part of the royal tribe. You'll either bring shame or glory to your name. His old boy had come to church a few times, two or three times, and he had trouble letting go of the bottle. He got arrested. Brother Tim Rich told me he went in. He walked in and the fella... Hollered at him from the jail cell. Hey, Brother Rich. He turned, he said, he looked at him, he said, Yeah, I saw you at church on Sunday. 
I'll never forget Brother Tim said, wow, that's a testimony to all the guys around. You'll either bring glory or shame. You know why the world is so caught up and fed up with the church world right now? It's because so much shame has been brought on the name of the church. It's time that the if the church is going to reap a harvest, it's time that the church be what she said she's going to be. The insufficiency of the name. You can't do it by yourself. You got to bring glory to God. It's just not going to be an effort that's just going to take away. Well, this is what I'm going to do on Sunday and on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm going to act like the way I want to act. I'm telling you, every day, every moment, you must live your life for Him and bring glory to Him. And if you don't, it's not just going to affect you. It's going to affect your family. Some of you, the reason why your family is even in here right now is because of your faithfulness. There are some children that was faithful years ago and their families are here today. But now the enemy is attacking you. <laughs> and you're questioning and you're wondering what I can pick up, what I can get a hold of. What I can grab a hold of. Listen to me. And the sin will not just affect you, but it will affect your family. Oh, y'all need to hear me now. Psalmist said in Psalms 51 and verse 3, my sins are ever before me. I remember them. Have you, have you ever done stupid stuff and you tried to get over it but the enemy just kept bringing it back to you time and time again? The psalmist David said, it's ever before me. I can't get away from it. Now listen to me. I'm telling you the grace and the blood of Jesus is able to cleanse but it also ought to help us to realize I ain't going to do that anymore. I'm going to get up and go on from here. So that I don't have to wake up five years down the road and remember what I did today because the enemy was had the upper hand in my life. It ought to be a reminder to us. You ought to remember how it felt when the preacher called and said he wanted to talk to you. And he said, Oh no. And then you found out. He wanted to know what kind of car you had. Oh, the police officer showed up. And you just knew it was your time. You was going to the clink. He just wanted to ask you about something that was going on down the road if you'd saw anything. Huh? Let me, let me ask you a question right now. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Are you ready? Everybody's ready. Raise your hand. Okay. After the service, everybody turn in your cell phone. You'll get it back tonight. I've got some computer guys here. They're going to, they're going to look on your phones, and they're going to see what all you've been looking at.
They're going to look on that app and see how much time you've looked at the Scripture and how much time you've looked at Facebook. Don't you think God knows? Don't you think it's time to get serious about a harvest in 20 and 21? I'm not preaching against Facebook. But I said your number one thing ought to be pleasing God for the sake of yourself and for the sake of your family. There are individuals that are at stake. You hear me, friend? Family name. Family must have a foundation. The family must have a foundation. The family starts with me. Say family starts with me. Emily, what's your friend's name up there? Lydia. Lydia, you are very important. Because you influence my friend Emily. And Emily influences that guy beside her on the left. He don't think so, but she does. I'm just kidding. Terry, you're very important. Ryan, Tanner, you're very important. Matthew, you're very important. Y'all ain't hearing me. Jerry Don, you're very important. Because if I get off the foundation, and if I get off just a little bit and my foundation becomes shaky, Brother Jerry, then all of a sudden I start to affect in my mind and my thinking and my talk and my speech. And all of a sudden, if I'm not careful, I can discourage my mother. And my mother may be right in the middle of an overwhelming situation. And I may, what if I was on the foundation and I was standing where I needed to be, but if I get off of that foundation, it's very important that I stay on a solid foundation in a world that is crumbling in a world that thinks everything is okay, in a world right now that is being turned upside down. It is so important that I get a hold of the foundation and Joseph that I build my family on the foundation that remains sure that's gonna stand the test of time because I don't care what happens. I don't care what disease comes about. I don't care what happens in the economy. If I'm standing on the foundation, I will overcome. Well, my mama said, well, praise be to your mama. But if what your mom said didn't line up with this, it's not right. Help me. The foundation. What is today, January the... I'm going to give you a challenge. All of you got those smart aleck phones. It'll give you scripture every day. You can love the Bible app. You can get up in the morning, set out to read God's Word. If you really want a good challenge, you can look on there and find the Word of God and read the greatest love letter ever written. It's hard for the devil to get in if you're reading the Word of God. You won't get so mad at the preacher if you're reading the Word of God. You won't get mad at your neighbor. You won't get mad at your children. 
He don't know my kids. You don't know the power of this book. You won't have time to get frustrated if you'll pray. I'm going to take you back to children's church. Are you ready? Read your Bible. Pray every day. Neglect your Bible. Forget to pray. Forget to pray. Forget to pray and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. And Dr. Phil and Dr. Seuss and Oprah Winfrey and will become the voice in your life and you'll shrink 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 and you'll do what you want to do and you'll shrink 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 and you'll find yourself in pieces on the ground a good friend of mine very very close to me was in a seven year relationship with a man that had promised to marry her. And she come down one day and she stood in my bedroom and she said, everything has hit the head. All the things, he's, it's, he's backslid. He's turned away from the Lord. I just broke up with him. For two or three years standing in this church, trying to do right, trying to serve the Lord, but had been trying to put all of her affections in a relationship here on earth to somebody that was backslid and away from the Lord that was lying. But when my own oldest daughter come down and stood in my living room and said, Dad, I don't need a man to make me happy. I'm not looking for a man to make me happy. My fulfillment comes from Jesus. All of a sudden, she began to sing different. She began to rejoice different. She began to pray. She began to magnify the Lord. She began to worship God. All of a sudden, within six months' time, after completely surrendering everything to the Lord, and y'all ain't hearing me, and at the age of 27, just saw her this weekend. They are two peas in a pod. Her and Ryan, I'm telling you, God brought along that which she was looking after when she got to the place where she fully surrendered everything to the Lord. You can try everything in this world. You can think I need this to make me happy. You can think I got but all you got to do is get to the foundation. You got to get to the Word of God, and you got to get a hold of the Word of God and pray. Hallelujah. Prayer. Because prayer will lead to obedience. I don't read any suffering, no tears of aching until, until the frailty. Look at the frailty of a strong man. Aiken said, I, 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 I. 
when I saw, when I saw, that's, that's what Eve said. When I, when I saw the fruit, that's why it's <laughs> testing, one, two. While you're sitting at home watching Bluetube and YouTube and Bebo and Vito and you better be careful what you see. The scripture said, I'll set no wicked thing before my eye. And if you're, when I saw, he said, when I saw, when I saw the Babylonish garment and I saw, there was all of a sudden, when I looked over there and I saw Jim Bob and he goes to church and he's driving a Lamborghini. And I'm driving a 1978 Toyota. But I'm on my way to heaven. The, the psalmist David said, when I saw the wicked flourishing, he said, I, 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 I don't win. But then I remembered what their end was going to be when I got to the house of the Lord. But all of a sudden, here he is, and I can see these material things. Y'all ain't hearing me. You can gain this whole world. But what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? I'm telling you, son, the greatest thing you can do is get hold of the Lord. Demons know me, if you make all the money in the world miss heaven, you've lost it. And I'm telling you, the only thing that's going to give you the peace and the joy and the satisfaction that you're looking for is having your life on the foundation and having your family with you headed in the right direction and following in obedience. He knew, he knew the worldly wealth and the money, the danger of following your eyes. Well, I seen Matthew McConaughey, hey, hey, hey. I want me a man like that. No, you don't. You want a man that's going to lead you in the fear and admonition of the Lord. You want a man that's going to take your children to the house of God. You want a man, hallelujah. Well, I'm looking for a man. i tell you what you need to do. You look for a man around the altar. And men, you look for you a girlfriend around the altar. You know where I found Sister Snow? I'll never forget it. Going up my freshman year, walking up into the choir room. And I still remember after the choir had left, Sister Dara, she was down there over in the corner upstairs in the OCA chapel, praying by herself, seeking the Lord. And I was earnestly seeking after the Lord myself. And there was something in my heart said, now that's what I want right there. I want somebody that's going to go to prayer with me. I want somebody when things are tough that's going to get out on their knees and cry out to God. I tell you why we're here today is because we started out in prayer boy they they all of that in a cup of queso you're looking at the wrong thing I'm trying to hurry my last point the future of the family come and help me brother Tim Notice Achan. While everybody else is praising and rejoicing, Achan is troubled, Brother Jerry. 
they have just saw, Brother Myers, the greatest victory. Can you imagine marching around walls 30 feet thick? They're riding chariots three abreast, CJ, across the top. And they're walking around it. And they go by this one, and there's a red rope hanging out of it. wonder what that is. You can't tell me that Rahab isn't looking over the... Oh, Jesus. Oh, God of heaven, keep your word. Today's the day. Today is a day of reckoning. They're marching around, and they march around it seven times. And they don't say a word. Chomp, chomp, chomp. All of a sudden, Joshua said, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. Hallelujah! Jehovah Jireh! Long live Yahweh! Whatever they shouted. And the walls didn't fall out, but they fell in, except for Rahab and her family who's covered by the red rope in obedience. Woo! I cannot help believe. I know it's not in your Bible. I hadn't read one commentary that says it. But I can't help but believe that Achan was close to that and saw that. He knew what God had said. He knew God said, don't pick up anything. If you pick up anything, if you get a hold of anything, I'm telling somebody in this house, you picked up some things, but God's given you an opportunity to lay it down. Turn it around. But he picks it up and he, and he hides it. He sticks it under his coat and he takes it back. All right, let's praise the Lord for what God's done for us. Did you see how the walls fell? Come on, Aiken, praise him. And he hurries home and he, that which he had to have, he has to bury. What are you, what are you hid at home? What's hid in your house? I wouldn't want the pastor to come over here and see this. And Rahab, the harlot, from a heathen tribe. That's what some people don't get. That's what some people don't understand. Some people have a hard time about. If somebody from a heathen tribe can come in here and get saved and God bring them in and add them to the house of Israel while somebody from the tribe of Judah somebody from the tribe of Judah but it wasn't just about him he brought his wife David, he brought his family. Brother Marsh, I can almost hear his sons as they four and five years old and they 
Joshua calls the leaders, Michelle, and they all stand around. Joshua said, aching his sin and his family against God. There's, I want you to pick up these rocks. I can, I can see them as they begin to cry. And the little boy tugs on Aiken's coat. He's bawling now. He's crying. God forgive me. God forgive me. And he says, Daddy, what, what are they doing? What, 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 are they, what are they doing, Dad? Brother so-and-so looks like he's throwing a... He got, ah! Mama just got hit in the head. She's laying on the ground. Brother's bleeding. What are they doing? Son... Son, I, I disobeyed against God. I, I knew better and I, I took it on myself, but it didn't just affect me, but it affected my family. Because it isn't just going to affect you, it's going to affect the family. There's 41 widows out there and children's family that went into eternity because of your sin. And I'm telling you right now, on this first Sunday of a brand new year, it's time to drop it right now and get it under the blood and start believing God to restore and bring revival. And I'm telling you that if you don't, you hear me this morning, if you don't, God's going to expose it. God's going to turn it around. And God's going to bring, because He has no other remedy, because He loves us too much to let it be an absent. You don't let an old rotten apple sit in the middle. You get it out of there before it destroys a whole bunch of them. And I'm telling you, friend, God is here this morning to bring you life in a new beginning if you'll allow Him to. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you to stand with me all over this house. You say, Brother Snow, I want to get serious with God for the sake of myself for the sake of my family and for the sake of the church family. I mean business this year. I want you to meet me in this altar right now. Come on. God's speaking to you. Come on. Come on. While they sing. Come on. Come on. Come on. For the sake of your family. For the future of your family. We hope and pray that this sermon has been a blessing to you. If you would like to know more about Faith Tabernacle or give to this ministry, you may do so by going to ftdenton.com. Thank you so much for your support. If you would, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you so much, and God bless.